Hello, darlings. Happy Wednesday. I'm back again. I think, look at me. I'm being really frigging consistent. Who even is this? Um, even though I'm feeling absolutely exhausted, it is the wackiest energy. So firstly, welcome to November. Of course, I'm just going to jump straight into it. Um, the wackiest, like this month is massive. Okay. Like pretty much the entire month is eclipse season. <laughs> so this first week of November is a real karmic week. So lots of purging, maybe feeling depleted and tired. I mean, we're day two. We are day two, motherfuckers. And look, I'm swearing we're 45 seconds in and I'm saying motherfucker because it's just hilarious. So ultimately, um, this this month is eclectic and erratic, okay, and ecliptic, and we may feel eclipsed. And that's what happens, you know, an eclipse is the, you know, is the, the darkening and the shadow of either the sun or the moon, right? Like there's, there's something shadowy around what's going on and we can sort of dip into that, you know, it feels very shadowy, but it can also feel fucking exhausting. I mean, it's all the E words, erratic, ecliptic, being eclipsed, exhausted. Oh my goodness. Um, all the things. And, you, you know, ultimately on Monday, 31st of, of um, October, so Beltane or Sawen, wherever you are, um, happy, beautiful reference point of the year. Um, I'm not a, you know, a proclaimed person who follows those, um, those milestones, but I feel them very deep, deeply and intrinsically. Um, and I was actually married on Beltane down here in the Southern Hemisphere on the 1st of the 11th, 2008. So it's all the ones, one, 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 and two and eight is 10. So that comes to a one. And of yes, of course, I did that deliberately. Uh, beautiful moon in Sag on my wedding day uh, 14 years ago. So I celebrated my 14-year wedding anniversary with my husband yesterday and my family out at a beautiful Turkish restaurant, which was just divine. And... Um, yeah, just, it was, it was bliss, but it's just really interesting. On Monday, I was absolutely shattered, like didn't sleep. Mars had stationed retrograde, um, on the 30th. So on the 30th, which was Sunday, okay, I'm backtracking a little bit here so you can get this sort of sense of what we're sort of moving into for this last eclipse week in this sandwich, in this wormhole, in this portal. Okay. I'm not even going to stop this and start again. I could easily do that. I've said motherfucker. I've talked about like Beltane and stuff, which I'm not, you know, like keyed into. I leave that to some other beautiful people that I follow. However, I'm just going to keep going. Okay. Because <laughs> I do not have the energy to start again and I'm going to still say rad shit. So uh, the 30th, Mercury moved into Scorpio. Okay. Mercury, the planet of communication, our thoughts, where our mind wants to go, moved into the deep underworld where, where he, where, where we meet Hades himself. You know, this is where we can face our own shadows. And I would say that and invite this to happen. You know, we need to face the parts of ourselves that we don't want to speak about. And it is hard to say the things. I mean, I ended up talking some things around my own shadow stuff in the supermarket, crying in the middle of a very, very, very busy Halloween supermarket because apparently there was like a like a trick or treat thing for all the children. So there was like a billion children there. It was literally my worst nightmare. 
Um, there was a hell of a lot of people, me and my husband and my eldest daughter sat down. I sort of revealed some things that have been coming up for me and just started crying. And I'm okay with that. You know, like it's okay. I just had beautiful tears rolling down. Mercury had just ingressed into Scorpio. And here I am diving straight into the shadows of my shadowy self. Totally fine to do that. I have Pluto in the first house. This isn't something I avoid. And I have an eighth house stellium. You know, for those who like to avoid the truth, you know, these times can be very tense and tricky, um, trying to mask symptoms, trying to mask who they really are. I mean, I've been saying this, I reckon, for well over a dec decade, like being who you truly are is, is, is what is deeply required in these times. And for those who have maybe shed masks and shed old selves, especially the past few years, they will be feeling much more liberated. And for some, it takes a tragedy. You know, for some, it takes something horrible happening for them, for them to get perspective and hindsight and go, I'm not going to live like this anymore. And that, you know, that's that's actually a part of most humans. Some Some people, I mean, I put my hand up. I don't, I feel like I live in hindsight. I don't need a tragedy or something bad to happen for me to appreciate and live in the celebration of life every single day my entire life like and yeah of course I have tired days where all I want to do is sleep and I will sleep but I'm just saying in general like it doesn't take a tragedy for me to triumph okay but for others it does and I think that that's actually again more of the macro um, I always continue to remind myself I'm the micro 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 even though I don't feel like it um, so, you know, this Mercury in Scorpio is going to bring up a lot of stuff. You know, it's going to bring up death. You know, we're in death season. We're death walking, darlings. You know, this is Scorpio season. And this is the most potent Scorpio season for a while because the South Node is here. And next Scorpio season, the South Node will not be here. And this is why following the cycles of the planets, the eclipses, the nodes, the the cosmology of, of life itself is so imperative to understanding that each season is different. While some go, oh, yeah, I love this season. It's like, hey, but it's not going to be like it was last year because these planets have moved from these signs or so on and so forth. Yeah. So on the 30th, Mercury moved into Scorpio. I faced some of my own things. I admitted some hard truths to myself, which I've done before, but they were sort of reignited with some stuff that had happened. And I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do to heal that situation because I'm a bit of a quantum traveler and I can go, so I can heal past things and, you know, rewrite them. So that's what I, that's what happened. But Mars was also stationing retrograde on the 30th and then going you know, actually going retrograde uh, later that evening. And I mean, the 30th, you know, Sunday was just heaven on a stick for me. I spent the whole day with my family, you know, it, you know, yes, we went to the shops. We had very deep conversations. It was just, you know, we we're talking about love languages, like just all this beautiful stuff. Like this is my heart. Like that's, I always want to talk to the deepest ends of the earth. <laughs> like, you know, that's what fulfills me. Um, you know, welcome to a Plutonian life. Um, which I understand not everyone has a Plutonian chart. So this isn't for everyone. And I absolutely understand that. And we must navigate with what we are given. You know, that is really, or well, actually it's not what we're given. It's what we chose. We chose to be born. We chose that birth time, our parents. We chose that location. We chose that. Our soul chose that. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because that's a whole different conversation. And then on Monday, I woke up, well, I hardly slept. That Mars... Um, actually 
stationing retrograde really just kept me awake and, you know, sort of in my head around some stuff, but just sort of, I did have a late coffee. So I think that that had something to do with it. I sort of hadn't been drinking coffee last week. So anyway, all of the factors and I was just awake and I cancelled my whole day and I literally laid on the couch all day, not moving. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's my wedding anniversary tomorrow. We've booked a beautiful dinner. I hope I'm feeling good. Anyway, I got a solid eight hours sleep yesterday. Felt amazing all day. Got all the things done, did all the things, went to the gym, had breakfast with my husband. Uh, Then we went for dinner. You know, he worked from home. I did a beautiful call in a private group that I uh, that I'm in um, every every month, the Soma Mystica group with Sigourney. Um, So I give them um, deep astrological insights. Um, Of course, if you have a group and you would like me to do that, please reach out to me on (laughs) tiani.com.au. Um, if I could fit you in, I don't know. I am fully booked until May, but um, it's a it's a great thing to do if you have a group. Um, yeah, I just I just sort of nut out all the stuff. So it was really great. Then this morning, woke up, went for a quick walk because it was so windy. So the wind has picked up, the temperature has dropped. Um, we've gone from you know we walked outside and my husband's like, what the actual fuck? Like we've gone from a sauna to a fucking ice bath that's windy and you know those cold winds and it was like 5 40 in the morning I'm in shorts and a shirt so was he and we were freezing and so we said let's just do a shorter walk this morning and so we just did a shorter one um and then I came home I was like oh it's all cold and cozy so I lay back in bed and fell asleep for three hours (laughs) like holy shit so this is what I want to say Mars is now retrograde until January Okay, Mars, as I have been building up and chatting about in so many podcasts, but Mars is the rarest retrograde. And when he retrogrades, things will slow down. But in in Gemini, there's going to be this erraticness and and just with so much going on, like that's why November is this erratic, ecliptic, friggin' exhausting, but maybe energetic. And it's take each day as it it comes is my hot tip because... With Mars retrograde, we're going to maybe feel, you know, it's like go where the energy is, okay? So if there's energy to do something and feel it, and yeah, absolutely go there. Don't force it, just feel it, right? So wherever there's something, we want to follow that. So we follow the feeling, we don't force it, yeah? So that this is, this is how we're going to have to roll. We have to be flexible. We have to flow. We have to surrender, darlings, The surrender is what I encourage for the whole month of November because this Mars retrograde, whilst we're in eclipse season, I mean, we're in eclipse season right up till the 24th of November, which is pretty much the whole bloody month, okay, because that is when the new moon in Sag happens and boom, all of a sudden we can start to sort of reprogram, rewrite, get moving, momentum, so on and so forth. But until then, we're still in this ecliptic portal. Now, We come out of the eclipse wormhole on the 8th as the total lunar eclipse in Taurus happens, which is next week. Um, I'm hoping to maybe jump on on that day. I've looked at my calendar and I should be right, but who knows? I mean, this eclipse is hitting my sun and my Chiron uh, by with a two degree orb. Um, it's, it's pretty big, you know, it's pretty big for us Taurians at the moment. And of course, Scorpios, you know, and of course, Aquarius and of course, Leo. So, you know, those four fixed signs are the ones that have felt these eclipses the most, um, this year that changes a little bit next year, but that that's really what's happened. And that's why knowing your own chart is imperative. So 
I endeavor to come on um, because, of course, I'll come on at some point. But, you know, eclipses can wipe us out. They can make us feel exhausted or energized. And this is the thing. It's really, you know, again, following the flow of what's happening for you. And with Mars also in the mix retrograde, rare, rare as fuck. Now, well, you know, rare as fuck in Gemini because every two years he doesn't just retrograde in Gemini. You know, he he goes through many different signs in his retrograde motion. And um, I think it's been many, many, like many decades since he's had a full retrograde in just Gemini alone. So, but this retrograde is different because he's squaring Neptune this entire month. Now, we've already been in the in the friggin' throes of that anyway. And I have talked about this on another podcast where it is very foggy and confusing. If Mars is our body and vitality and Neptune is dreaming and, and sort of not really doing much, but sort of more, you know, it's, it's, it's dissolving energy, we may feel that. And sort of that's why I just wanted to go over my three, you know, my, my days that I've had. So, so Sunday, when maybe I expected, to be completely honest, you know, not, not so much Mercury moving into Scorpio, but that Mars station, I'm like, oh, I wonder how this is going to affect me. I felt amazing all day. Like I said, deep, intense conversations, but I stayed awake all night. And then Monday just absolutely wiped out the entire, I had to cancel literally everything I had on because I just, I couldn't even string two sentences together. Then yesterday woke up feeling amazing. Today woke up feeling relatively good, got blown away, came back, slept for three hours. And now I'm a little bit groggy. I must admit, a bit groggy. I'm going to, you know, make this one short and sweet, jump off, have some lunch and chill. I've just finished doing a big two and a half hour sort of note taking for my big astropreneur session, which is a looking at your chart based purely on just business and money and, you know, the planets that rule those houses and where they are and what they're doing and unpacking the midheaven and all this sort of stuff. I mean, it's, it's a great two hour call, but I spend yeah two to two to three hours um, actually, you know, really digging into what I want to talk about and just finding the threads and weaving them together around your unique business story. I mean, everyone wants to own their own business, entrepreneurs and stuff. And look, I get that. Um, I think we're moving into, you know, over the next, you know, many, many years over this sort of Aquarian sort of energy um, and the, the, the sense of air where, you know, everyone does want a piece of their own pie um, and not working for other people, but that's actually not everyone's destiny. Hate to sort of be the bringer of bad news, but, um, not everyone's here to actually own their own business. If <laughs> They're just not. Um, it's not, sometimes it's not gotten, you know, it's just not in their blueprint at all to do that. Of course you can do whatever you want, like, you know, you know, for, force yourself to do it maybe. And, you know, I've, I've watched people do this and, and crumble because for some people it's, you know, I go to work, I come home and I live and, and that's okay. And that's enough. But what the spiritual industry has spoon fed everyone is that you need to be working for yourself. You need your passion to pay your bills. And what I find is that if your passion doesn't pay your bills, your passion then becomes a problem. And then all of a sudden it's not your passion anymore. It's, it's something that, you know, weighs heavily on you. That's not entrepreneurship. And yes, there has to be hard work. Don't get me wrong, but anyone living their passion and their joy and, you know, their flow where they know that it would go against every fiber in their body to do something other than what they're doing. Um, you know, of, you know, they still have to work, you know, there's still a level of effort, but I call it effortless effort, you know, like, and so these astropreneur sessions that I do, I only do a few a year. Um, but, um, but yeah, they're just so great. So I've just spent the morning doing that, but yeah, feeling a little bit groggy, but I just want to show you like 
each day how different energetically I've been. And this is a real signature of what's to come. I feel very blessed that I do have my own business and I can reschedule things and I feel very grateful that I can do those because I have to, you know, and if you are a creative, you know, sometimes downtime is really important for us mentally um, because we're on. I mean, I get lots of messages every single day and I know I have said this to you all before. If you listen, if you email me, DM me, all the things, it's me doing everything and sometimes I just can't reply to everything. So I do see it and I am so humbled by my connection uh, to so many out there. I'm in your ears right now and I might not even know you or I might know you and you have known me for a long time and you like to just jump on and voyeur and listen and see what's happening and that's cool too. Like I'm I'm easy. But um but yeah anyway so you know there's just this this you know this week I just want to get back to this week because I could talk, you know, a whole podcast on, you know, um passions and money and spiritual entrepreneurship and and what's real you know what's really real out there and maybe I will I'll do maybe a little episode on that um because I think that again everyone's been sold a lie (laughs) you know everyone has been sold a lie and they think that you know as soon as they've got their own business and because they're good at holding circles like that's gonna you know be all that be the, the be all and end all and because there's so many Um, cough cough coaches out there who constantly you know show up in these mansions and fucking photo shoots every second day look none of that matters like I mean that's all fucking smoke and mirrors let me just like you know just break this all down a little bit right um it's all smoke and mirrors and it's 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 promoting this luxe white privilege life that actually has nothing to do with enlightenment (laughs) you know um so and I laugh because it's so far from the truth that it just, it's comical to me. Like it's comical. Like I just scroll on by. It's, it's, it's pretty funny actually. Um, but you know, I, I wrote a, I wrote a post, um, ages and ages ago. I sat on it for ages, um, before I actually put it out and then I put it out and I don't know where it is, but I'll have to track it down. Um, and, and, or maybe share it again or something, but it was all around, you know, doing what you do for love. And and that's where you can feel true, authentic people, you know, that aren't just jumping on these money bandwagons or, or showing you this elusive lie that they're going to give you abundance codes and that they're going to fix all of your money problems if you pay them $30,000 for a three-month container, which honestly, you know, I share a lot about this sort of stuff on my Instagram. It's ridiculous. Like it's so inauthentic and out of integrity. Um, and it's got nothing to do with people having money issues. It's got to do with integrity. Um, and so, and, you know, and, and worth and what is of value and what some people are trying to sell you is not of that value. So, so it's, yeah, I, I shared something the other day, maybe you caught it. It was a really good thread around all of that stuff, but I share a lot of stuff, but yeah, I was just like, what if your passion didn't pay your bills? Are you okay with that? What if you did something because you just loved it? And that's the difference between Jamie Oliver, and I've always used Jamie Oliver. Is he the best cook in the world? Of course he's not. Like, of course he's not, you know, but this is who he is. When, when, when something is who you are, there is no separation from that. And you feel that within someone that you're going to maybe work with or you want to follow or something like that. You know, you feel something that is different from the curated red flag 
10k 30k fucking instagram perfection all of that sort of stuff all the of uh, the rags to riches stories give me a break i was once here blah 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 or selling your story to get someone into a program please look it might work because you've done marketing courses but it to me never works it it turns me off so we all have different things that work and don't work right i get that i totally get that and i'm not a marketing expert and you know i totally get that but what i'm what my post was all about was you know selling your soul <laughs> you know people selling their soul for this sort of um this industry's bullshit and yeah, anyway, I said I wasn't going to talk about it because it's a whole nother thing. And it could be. And maybe I just needed to speak about that because, you know, I've got like my second house being activated because Scorpio rules my second house. I am so about worth and a sense of value of what something is worth. And so I would, A, never rip someone off. Like that is just a big thing for me. And I will never be ripped off. Like I have literally had clients who have spent thousands of dollars on like a one hour session with someone I'm like what were you thinking like I that is absolute stupidity and I also don't get sucked into white noise though because hello Lilith and Scorpio in the first house like you you know you just you you will not suck me into anything you know um lucky I'm just not a heavily Neptunian person too because I understand that that is an astrological thing too and it can be easy for people to be deceived I am just not one of those people so I can see through all of that sort of stuff you know again welcome to Plutonian life but um we have sort of like x-ray vision and just go okay that is not worth it that a little bit expensive but there's something there yes you know but that's very rare and I think when I went to see Danielle Laporte years ago um, you know, she really nailed it. She just came out and spoke all of this sort of stuff on stage and was talking about like, you know, how everyone's a light language and everyone's a psychic and everyone's an astrologer and everyone's this. And she goes, they're not, not like there would be 1% who truly are that. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I already thought that, but it's like, yes. And you know, and she asked, you know, everyone in the room to put their hands up, like who's seen readers and healers and all that stuff. And I turned around and honestly, I don't think there was many people like me who didn't have my hand up, like who just doesn't seek external stuff. Right. But I mean, of course I still do courses. Like I do courses of astrology because I want to continue to learn my craft, you know, and I want to continue to, to do these things. You know, nature for me is one of my biggest teachers, as you all know. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Danielle Laporte sort of said some great stuff around um, you know, 1% of people being the real deal. And I sort of, you know, agree. Um, but like I said, you feel it, you've, you've just got to trust yourself. You've just got to be super discerning and coming into 2023 discernment, darlings, discern, discern, discern. If it's too good to be true, no one can promise you money. No one, no one, even if it looks like they've got a lot of money, they cannot promise you money. Your astrology chart will tell you if you have maybe financial karma this this lifetime. It will tell you when you're having certain transits that you need to look at where maybe Saturn is being restrictive in your second house and you need to look at, you know, where are you putting your money? You need to see a financial advisor, not someone charging all of this money to say that you will then get that money. So again, I think that I'm, you know, speaking to this because... I'm again, you know, I've got all of this Scorpio energy in my second house of values, money, finances and worth. So it just makes sense. I didn't plan on talking about this. Oh my God, I'm just going to go where it needs to go. And this is where it's gone. But I want to get back to this week. So anyway, 
you know, they're some of my thoughts, very, very tiny part of my thoughts of that. My, my thing is, is it be empowered, darling, by yourself. Know who you are and know your value and know your worth and do not let someone trick you into thinking that they can save you, trick you into thinking that they've got all the answers for you and that they can give you these things that you so desperately crave and desire because they know that and that's why charlatans have come full force. But now they're white. They're these white girls, these young white girls in mansions and fucking the photo shoots and the, I made fucking the most million dollars ever I've made and fucking never in my life. Who cares? You know, like, um, I think there's those great memes, like the whole fucking world's on fire right now. People are dying that, you know, there's all these things and, oh, have you, have you got your abundance codes yet? Or have you, you know, fucking taken a tantra lesson yet? It's like, get a grip on reality. Like seriously. I mean, that is where enlightenment is, is the reality of what we're in, not bypassing, you know, all of this stuff. Um, so it just totally makes sense that I'm talking about this, uh, with this Scorpio energy, uh, you know, this, and of course, you know, I've got Mars retrograde in my ninth house. You know, I've got to watch my own dogmatic opinions. I've got to watch the way I come across and trust me, I really am. Okay. And now that he's retrograde, there's still a fire because of course we've got Mars in Gemini. All of us do at this point. And if you're a Libra rising, like I am, we've got Mars in the ninth house and we do have to watch coming off like this. And I am fucking hyper vigilant of that and hyper aware because I know myself so intricately so the thing is is that that's why you know I think I don't know one of the other podcasts I said you know everything I'm sharing is with love because you know I know that there's a bit of a fire there's a bit of an edge at the moment Mars Mars is a little motherfucker you know he is an antagonistic prick so wherever he is in your chart he is going to antagonize you know and for for an Aries rising or a Libra rising it's third house ninth house you know, so it's all around our words and our opinions and what we're sharing, what was, you know, like there's an element of like, let's just all hibernate and shut the fuck up for a few months. And I get it. I mean, I'm the same. I'll tell myself the same thing. Um, you know, so I'm very mindful, but, you know, I'm backing this up with, you know, 20 years experience and watching this industry. Um, I want to say flourish, but really it's flounder um, and, and watching from the inside, but really from my own island, um, you know, I've got the experience now to speak of it, whereas 10 years ago, I, I, I wasn't in this power that I'm in now to call, call the stuff out and say it um, because it's only gotten worse at the end of the day. But I'm still very mindful of going, you are the key. You are the answer to your own life. And I always want to end with that because for me, it's around know yourself and don't be lured into these deceiving marketing schemes of like, I can sometimes read someone's really nice story and they've really opened up. And at the end, it's it's a cold call to you know, to, to buy a program. I'm like, oh, it, it, it ruins everything for me. It just, it ruins everything. Um, and that's just my opinion. You know, that's just how it feels for me, you know, and it's going to feel different for other people. For other people, they're like, oh my God, that's so inspiring. I want to join this. And that is awesome. If that feels right for you with that person, please, again, don't follow me. Don't follow my advice and don't follow my opinions. Follow your own heart, gut, compass, inner, inner truth, higher power know yourself know thyself that is the power that you know that you are here for not to be lured into something that you know I think I've heard way too many stories of bankruptcy you know young girls getting these women to sell stuff so that they can pay for these friggin epically you know more than you know when I tell my husband how much some of these people are charging he just can't believe it he's like that's more than a fucking degree at uni I'm like I know babe don't even get me started. So, you know, just don't be lured in. And I think that 
I think I shared a little bit about this last week with the year of the rabbit coming up 2023. And when you when you listen to that year of the rabbit talk, you'll understand to where a lot of this is coming from. It's fueled from too, because, um, yeah, like I like I banged on how great Renee was last week, my Chinese astrologer that is on my panel this year that, yeah, you know, like it's, it's, it's a time next year where people, again, it's the shiny objects, it's the quick fix, it's the overnight stuff, you know, it's, it's that stuff. But um, you can feel people's purpose in their passion because it's just who they've always been, you know, it's not learned. Sometimes it has to be, you know, sometimes someone's like, oh, I want to do this as a job and, and they're older and they want to go. And that's, um, you know, of course, like, you know, there's evolution, there's growth, there's change, there's ch- pivoting, there's awakening, there's all these things. Of course, I'm not speaking to that. Um, you, you all know what I'm speaking to from an integrity point of view. Um, anyway, this week, <laughs> um, you know, it's very karmic, I want to say. Venus has a lot, you know, Venus is doing a lot this week from opposing Uranus to squaring Saturn to hitting the south node. So there's a lot of unpredictability around money and fi- money, finances, values. Again, looking at your values, you know, maybe these are the conversations that need to be happening. Maybe these are conversations you're having in your relationships around your own values, your own sense of self-worth. Maybe there's something spontaneous that you need. I mean, I love U- I love Uranus um, activations purely because they can bring like a sense of of yeah spontaneity something different something a little bit out of the box um with the south node being activated by both venus and mercury this week too you know there's an element again what is dying what needs to be cremated what shadows of your karmic self are you facing around relationships communication your ideas your thoughts um you know, the interactions that you're having with your loved one, intimate loved one, you know, maybe you're going through a breakup. This could be a great purging week for that to really clear out any of the old stuff, have those conversations to heal because a lot of revealing and healing comes when the South Node is activated, but we must face the truth. Hello, that's my Pluto quote, face the truth or the truth will destroy you. Um, You know, and there's that energy too, is that we all eat lies when we are hungry. Now I did read that somewhere and I can't remember where, but years ago, and I've been plopping it into anything to do with Scorpio, Hades, the underworld, because this is summing it up. People will eat lies when they're hungry. Let's just look around the last few years. They eat lies because they're hungry and they don't question they don't stand in their own autonomy or self-sovereignty and this Scorpio energy has a lot to do with that this week because the south node is being so heavily activated and like I said this month this this Scorpio season it's the ultimate purge it's the ultimate death because next Scorpio season the south node will not be in Scorpio it will be in Libra Um, so it's very fascinating um, that you know, there's going to be an intensity, you know, we are, we are, you know, under a week away from this full moon, total lunar eclipse in Taurus um, next Tuesday, uh, the 8th of November, right? So this is, you know, this build up and this lead up, we're feeling it's growing, watching the moon grow every single night. She's getting bigger. She's flourishing. She's getting broader. She's expanding. She's illuminating and she's ecliptic. You know, she's, you know, she's about to be eclipsed, you know, so 
um, and it's and it's a very long eclipse, um, five hours and fifty five minutes or something like that. It's very very long. Um, we will be able to see it, which is awesome. Some people have those different views around going out and watching it or not. Again, follow your own instincts there. Um, but this is a big week. You know, I feel like this week is a lot bigger than our first eclipse week. And I'm sure you're feeling the same. I mean, for some people, there's, you know, a lot going on for them. Um, so they're just sort of like, this is intense times all around. But um, for me, the first eclipse week from, and I said this, that solar eclipse, yeah, you know, it was just the portal opening. It was like in Stranger Things. It was just the gate. Now we're in. And the first week was just like, okay, we're just getting ready. And now that Mars is retrograde, squaring Neptune the entire month pretty much, um, and we're in eclipse season the entire month pretty much, I mean, it's a time. It's going to feel like a very... Like I said, it's going to feel how it's going to feel for you. And and because of the energetic side of things, the, the energy will be very erratic. One day up, next day down. One hour up, next hour completely flawed on the ground and exhausted. One minute crying. Remember, we've got Mercury in Scorpio too. You know, Mercury's in Scorpio all the way till the 17th. So, you know, we've got this deep, this deep chasm swirling beneath us. Okay, it's swirling. It's, 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 um churning that's the word I want churning our bones are being churned our cells are being churned our waters are being churned you know we're in a fixed water month it's a big month okay it's a big month I just want to say that um it's an eight month numerologically too you know we're looking at what you have reaped you will sow and how ecliptic how everything is that you know this is the fundamental and of course I just love that we actually end 2022 in December with a nine month, the end, let's wrap it up in a, in a bow. But then what's 2023? So we have 2023, seven, eight, but then we begin, <laughs> um, we begin our 2023 in an eight energy. So we're going eight, nine, eight, and then we're going to, you know, that's very interesting. And then back to nine on in February, and then it won't be until March that we have the one energy, which is just so aligned. I mean, I've probably written all of this in my 2023 energy survival kit as well. Um, but March is the is the one is the beginning, and of course March is um, the beginning of the astrological new year. It is when Saturn and Pluto both ingress into new signs. Both of them haven't been in their signs one for thirty years, one for two hundred and forty eight years. March is a big month, so you know we're sort of back and forth with this eight and nine energy from now right through till March numerologically, right? So the eight is the you know the eight is always. Whatever you have been working on, here is the fruit of your labor. Okay, it is a very powerful number. It's a you know it's great for money and business and you know you know all those sorts of things too. Sharing. I mean, eight eight is um, the zodiac sign of Scorpio. Eight. It's the eighth sign. Scorpio is the eighth sign of the zodiac. So there's another and and eight is around sharing, cooperation, sharing your gifts. Again, it's a very big relationship month and I'll keep talking about that over the weeks to come. This week does have the strong relationship um, components with Venus making a lot of aspects, a couple of tense ones, um, but also, you know, it's a great purge this week. You know, the sun, um, I forgot to say the sun, but Venus, the sun and Mercury all hitting the south node. And then by the time we get to the eighth, um, we have this total lunar eclipse at 16 degrees of Taurus. It's exactly conjunct Uranus. So very, very, you know, it could be shocking, revealing, liberating, but we're coming to the culmination of something pretty big. Again, 
you know, what needs to die. The South Node is in the spotlight. This is fears, you know, this is letting go of old karmic fears. Um, and I feel like there's just, a, like I said, a lot churning below the surface. And are we brave enough to go there? Are we willing enough to go there? Are we going to be brave enough to talk about the the things that, you know, this is Mercury and Scorpio, you know, everything I've just talked about where, you know, not everyone wants to talk about. It's it's whistleblowing. And I know that my beautiful numerology uh, friend, Sarah Yip, who will also be on um, my astrology panel, you know, she's like 33s are the whistleblowers. I'm a master number 33 is my life path. You know, it's the whistleblowing. It's the, you know, speaking the truth, even though it might not fucking get you liked, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, you, you, you've, you're always the outcast and that's okay. You know, I'm used to it now. I'm not, you know, I have no, I don't need any sympathy around that. I mean, I know a lot of people feel like that. Um, but, um, when you're on a path of awakening and truth, like you, you often are, you know, looked at as an outcast and, and, you know, with Mercury and Scorpio, this is the, the opportunity to, you know, say what needs to be said, you know, not in a mean vengeful way. I mean, that's the lower, that's the lower energy of Scorpio, isn't it? You know, the, the, the spite, the jealousy, the nasty, the sting, the snake, the tongue, you know, and with Mars in Gemini as well and Scorpio season. I mean, Scorpio and Gemini, yeah, it's a very fucking interesting combination. For some reason, they fucking attract each other, though. It's very fascinating. So many marriages. Um, but it's, they're, they're, they're you know, they, they have nothing in common, fixed water, mutable air. So there's this real edge and we're going to feel that, you know, Mars is in Gemini. That can be a very sharp tongue, you know, again, words heal or they harm. Yeah. So really be careful of the words, but then Mercury in Scorpio wants to reveal things as well. Like this is the truth. Like let's speak, speak up about the things that are unspoken. So what's unspoken in your life? I want to invite you to to work with that over the next two weeks. What's unspoken and what am I willing to say that scares me? You know, what am I willing to say that scares me that I may be fearful of or maybe that it's a part of my shadow or, you know, or maybe where I'm being super selfish and I need to say, hey, I can see this in myself or whatever it is, you know. It's not always about the other. And and with Scorpio, there is that, you know, consummation of like the other, the cooperation, the merging, the connecting. And yes, that's going to happen because we are in a very thick sort of relationship portal at the moment as well. But, you know, it, it can also be, you know, I'm always around self, you know, um, self-transformation, uh, you know, self-responsibility, self-awareness, you know, it's, it's, it it starts with us. And sometimes our self-awareness is selfish, right? It's that they're so wrapped up in what's going on for us that we've sort of forgotten about what's going on for someone else. So there's many different, of course, journeys and, 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 and ways that you can work with Mercury and Scorpio. But, um, of course, the fact that this, this, this week, this first week before this total lunar eclipse happens, um, the South Node is being activated by, you know, Venus, planet of love, harmony, relationships, values, worth, desires, love, money. I think I just said that. The sun, self, sense of self, maybe feeling held back, feeling inhibited. And then Mercury, again, the mind, you know, old thought patterns, um, you know, repetitive karmic words that are imbued um, and fused into your cells, into your memories. You know, this can be a time where a lot of old memories maybe come up this week. Yeah, like lots of old memories, lots of old stuff is surfacing. 
there's an unearthing happening there's an unsurfaced like there's a surfacing happening and um the crescendo is this total lunar eclipse on the evening on the 8th here in um, brisbane we'll be able to see it um so yeah it's a big week lovers it's a big week so travel gently travel deliberately you know and um i will see you on the other side of this portal but yeah like i said i will hope to i mean either way of course if you follow me anywhere you will get my lunar eclipse update which i will write um but yeah uh, i'll see how i'm feeling next week but i will jump in and um, talk a little bit more about the eclipse and then the week after then the aftermath darlings then we're in the aftermath for two weeks and um there's a lot of water in the skies this this month a lot of water a lot of a lot of magic too like a lot of dreaming and inspirational sort of insights and and flow and you know there's some really juicy magic that we can all tap into as well so so much love and i will see you soon Mwah.